we're back at the ranch. Okay, Edie. What? What's happening? Who's Tell us. Rosie yelled at me. So are you guys having sister fights? Yes. Yes. It's kind of a summer theme, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It is at our house, too. How's your summer going, Edie? Good. So What's been your favorite thing that you've been doing so far? What did you do last week when we were gone to Montana? Where were you? Where did we? We went fishing. Oh, that's cool. And get closer. We caught twenty fish. Twenty? Holy! Where did you go fishing? <laughs> That's a lucky spot. Actually, twenty-three. Twenty-three. Oh my gosh! What kind of fish were they? Do you remember? No. Because Papa pulled them out of the pontoon when we got there, and they're like oh, twenty-three tiny perch oh. in oh, a plastic baggie. <laughs> And he's like, they are wanting to fillet these up. And so Chad worked this morning to, to fillet those little fish. They're smaller than, than Minnesota sunfish. Oh, no. They're, some of them look like... Bless Chad's heart. Minnows, basically. I thought he was gone to work already. And, came and back there was up. one fish that had, like, blue, that was something blue. A bluegill? Yeah, a bluegill. Did you get a walleye, too? Rosie oh, said yeah, I meant a walleye. A walleye? Yeah. Was that what that looked, how'd that look different? Do you remember? It was bigger, bigger than most of the fish. Who caught the walleye? Papa. Oh, Papa did? Yeah. So were you, tell me, did you string the, the um, worm on the hook? Yep. Did you really? Yeah. Did you break the worm apart and put it on the hook? No, Papa broke it apart. And he also put his mouth on the worm. Ma Papa put him out his mouth on the worm? Yeah. What? Was he teasing you? No, he said to teach the worm how to do act when the fish comes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's funny. So it, like, <laughs> he put it in his, his he mouth, put, pretend like he was eating it? No, he put it in his Between mouth. Between his lips? Yeah. Gross. Oh, gross. We just... Got home and I was super tired. Mm -hmm. And then we went in the house and I was I missed mommy and we got in the house and right when we got in and started watching a show, um, mommy and daddy came. And when I saw mommy, I hugged her. When I saw daddy, I started crying. Yeah. And when we got home, I also started crying. And then what did you do? I hugged the house. <laughs> and then you know what Rosie said to me? What? Because you were hugging the door and hugging the wall, and I miss you the chair. <laughs> and then Rosie said, I only miss the kitties and the puppies, like the alive things. <laughs> she didn't miss the things that weren't alive. How long were we gone? Three days. Three days. We were in Montana, and you were at Nana and Papa's, and it sounds like you had a fun day. And you fun weekend and you rode all your bikes you rode your bikes yep and went fishing and went camping yes. how many cookies did you eat zero zero how many ice creams did you eat at nana's one well only one yeah oh it was a popsicle oh just had one popsicle because the, the ice creams papa left out he left them out the whole vacation <laughs> out of the fridge 
They were like mushy. <laughs> and oh, then Papa. he put them back in for one day and it came out. And oh. there was caramel on the back. I took a lick of the caramel. Disgusting. Oh, was that? And then I had a push pop. Disgusting. And I had a popsicle. Yummy. You know what Alex and I used to have at my our grandma Edie's house? What? And I wrote about this. Is orange push-up pops from yeah. the Schwann's man. That's what we had, but it was gross. Must be a grandma and grandpa staple in the summer. Only they, she put them in the deep freeze. She didn't leave them out like Papa Steve. He left them out, <laughs> and they were disgusting. <laughs> okay, thanks for talking to us. I'm staying with You're going to stay? Okay. Well, this week, I'm sitting down with Edie, I guess. She popped in, and my sister Alex is here with us because <laughs> I was thinking about how you girls are big enough now to walk over the hill to Aunt Alex's. Isn't that so fun? I love getting that little knock on the door. <laughs> and I used to have to walk over there with you. And then it's only like not even a mile over the hill. You can't see Alex's house from here, but you can, can you hear you us? You can hear it. <laughs> can you? We can hear you guys. Yeah. If I'm yelling or we're playing, you can hear. Yep. Um, so I used to have to walk you guys over. So when Rosie was little, she was in the pack. When she, you guys got a little bit bigger than we were in the wagon. Now, then you would pick up rocks and someone would always have to go pee and all, we'd have to stop. And then we let them run ahead of us and we'd walk behind. That so was a thing still, for a yeah, while. Because you could be wild and independent. And we also <sighs> ran and we also ran and sang a song that we made up. Oh, really? So the other day, I, you came up to me and asked me, can I go outside on a hike, right? Mm-hmm. And what did I say? You said, uh, yeah, but are you going to go towards Alex's or to Alex's? And I said towards Alex's. And then I, towards Alex's, and I was like, towards Alex's. And then I started walking all the way to Alex's and started playing. Well, yeah. I think what I remember saying is you can walk anywhere, but don't go to Alex's because I need to call her first. And so then you walked to Alex's, and I didn't know, and I walked outside the door, and I yelled, Edie, Edie, Rosie, and no one was around. Nobody answered back, and then Alex texted and said, do you know your kids are over here? because <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I texted that is because we were texting about something Where else. Where is it? Oh, this, this is, is, this is my Emma. daughter, Emma, is sitting on my lap. <laughs> um, I, you were texting me about, like, supper or something you needed for supper. Like, onions. You oh, said, like, do you have onions? Like, yeah, <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, maybe she's walking behind. And it was, like, ten minutes later, I'm like, I don't think she knows they're here. She wouldn't, because you always text me, like, the girls are on their way or something, you know. And, oh, my um, gosh. No, well, that's mother of the year right there. No. But, uh, no, yeah, the six-year-old and the four-year-old. Did you know your kids are over here like 15 minutes later? But we live in such a good place because we have that road that doesn't, it's not a real road. It's right. like a path, but yeah. it's an easy path. No cars are ever on that path. No, so it's a good over the hill. It's perfect for the girls to walk back <laughs> and <Yeah>. forth. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, man, this is official. What do you say? Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, that was the E. <laughs> oh, my word. They're, we are losing it here. Yeah. I, I might also, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of show we're running. It has been a long day. It is summer, and we were paying the price for being gone for three days in Montana. You guys held it together. You're really good. We're having a little bit of a rough go today. So can you, thank you for telling the story. Oh, about, I, have, I have one more thing. Oh, 
Sometimes I go pee outside. So, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, because this morning I finally got him to go outside. <laughs> and Daddy is working out there, and he comes in, and he says, your children are wild because you just walked outside, and both of you were peeing in the driveway. I wasn't peeing. Rosie was peeing in the grass. I saw the whole thing. <laughs> Did she and have her jumpsuit off completely? Yes. So she was naked? Yes. <laughs> well, that's the other thing I was going to say. But I think when you came over that day, they were all naked on the trampoline oh, yeah. with the sprinkler on. We're always naked. When you're out here with kids, they kind of are wild and free and feral. And you guys don't even bother putting your swimsuits on. You just got to be, yeah, which I get. free. Yep. And why do you like to go over to Alex's so much? What's over there that we don't have over here? She has a drink. Bigger trampoline and it's better. A bigger trampoline. We and we have no trampoline. No trampoline. We and she gives out. you ice cream. Yeah, and she gives us more ice cream. Oh, now she's hugging Alex. <laughs> they're they're turning against me. And I also like to ride her horse because that's the best thing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Edie's riding Alex's horse, Cuss. That's yeah, pretty stole, special. I stole it from him. You did. You guys can share. Mm -hmm. Cuss used to be wild with Alex. I still was when we were friends. <laughs> when she got on it. Yeah. Her hee haw goes super fast, yeah. What's your horse, Emma? Does Tootsie go fast? Yeah. Does she? Super fast. Super fast. Do you like to ride Tootsie? Yep. Emma. What's your favorite part about summer? You like to play on the trampoline? Or <laughs> playground? Oh, the playground. And you like, Emma, do you like to come over to our house? Is she shaking her head? Yeah. What do you like to play at our house? Barbie. Barbies. What about babies? Baby too. What's your baby's name? We lost Nakey Baby, Aww. and nothing's been named ever since. We Naked haven't committed baby. to a name. I used to have a baby that was my favorite, and she was always naked as well, Emma, but I called her Baby Vito. <laughs> and then I would just, she had hair that stuck straight up. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for visiting with us. I'm not going to stop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We should have got the cracking on these <laughs> recorded. We just released the children. To their own devices. Edie's babysitting them all, and she's, well, she's six and a half, so she's fine. You can yeah. tell she has it all together. <laughs> she wants to have her own podcast, I think. But I, um, yeah, we just arrived home from Montana. I was at a songwriters festival for three nights there. The girls haven't been away from us for that many nights for a long time, but it was really fun. They had so much fun, and Chad and I needed to get away. So it was like a working vacation, but it was so wonderful. I shared the stage with, well, there was about 20 or so other amateur songwriters, um, or they called them rising stars like me. And then we had uh, also at the festival major hit songwriters that wrote um, the songs like Wide Open Spaces. And what did I, was texting Alex and Run, the George. Baby Run, that George Strait song. Mm -hmm. Um, I Swear, which was like the anthem of the, my childhood in the early 2000s. I think uh, my first concert was John Michael Montgomery when I was like 13, I, I think. I loved him. You loved John Michael Montgomery. Him you had Garth a shirt. <laughs> I remember. And so we got to sit and listen to these people who wrote these major hits. Another hit songwriter uh, wrote for Eddie Rabbit, one of, his big, one of his big hits. And they're such genuine, funny 
entertaining, like real people. And it was so amazing to be in that space with them, of course. And, <laughs> um, so when, uh, when we were listening to the woman who wrote wide open spaces, I was incognito videoing cause I don't want to be that person and sending it along to Alex because, and just crying because I couldn't believe that we were like in that moment where where I was in the same space and on the same, you know, poster as people like these major songwriters. And, and we were in Red Lodge and Red Lodge was fine. Um, they, they suffered some damage from the flooding over there, but their main street and their businesses downtown were fine. And their people just totally rallied. Like you wouldn't have even known that there was a flood there except for on the um, east side of Rock Creek. Got it pretty hard. So there were some houses that were totally destroyed, but they, and like, I think they only had like 10 days to clean their community up before they welcomed all of these people into their town. And I, it was just one of those resiliency things. Well, anyways, being gone in the summer as part of the whole summer vacation experience. And I unloaded the camper this morning with Chad and my whole entry was full of all of it. And then you kind of feel like as much work as it takes to get out the door and then to get back home, you wonder if it's even worth it. But definitely this trip was definitely worth it. Even though Rosie is punishing me for it. <laughs> so it'll be the podcast that you guys don't even know how many minutes we sat here. We've been it. trying to do this for an hour and they keep, the girls keep up oh, yeah, coming out of the room. We just served them bribery ice cream. But I think that's, you know, I feel like maybe it's fitting for this because yeah, this is true. the first summer that my girls haven't really been babies. You're, you have Emma who's two. She's still yeah. kind of a baby that you, you know, have to totally pay attention to. Yeah. My girls are at the phase where you can... Am I supposed to be totally paying attention to her? <laughs> <laughs> well, you clearly wouldn't send her over the hill by herself. That's true. Although she might know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you know, the fourth kid out of the girls here. So she's going to be like, she'll be yeah. driving before anyone else. It's kind of how Rosie like learned to ride her bike. So they'll be riding their bikes over there pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, they will be. But you have to be super skilled. Mm -hmm. We know this. To ride your bike on this loose scoria and gravel. Yep. And the second day of summer, Edie totally crashed and burned and I think still has an owie on her leg from it. But I think that is a core memory I have of summer is crashing on my bike Yeah, on our road. Yeah. And then we had like bikes made out of other bikes, yeah. I feel like. Yep. Um, so who knows if the brakes worked or Probably whatever. not. <laughs> but we had a lot of hills to climb in a mile at least between our place and like our friends. But these girls are so lucky. And it, I'm getting a lot of nostal nostalgia out of them being this age this yeah. summer. And I know we've talked about this already. But when Edie, when you called or texted and said, do you know your kids are over here? I was like, oh, we're in this milestone now yeah. where they're starting. And we talked about that when they were baby babies, like, oh, one day they're going to just like come over when they're mad at me and yeah. go to the cool aunt's house that can like listen to them because their mom doesn't understand. Like that's already a It thing. feels like we just talked about it like yesterday and it's <laughs> already know. happening. Well, when you, like it feels like you were just carrying you know, Emma around in a pack or like yep. our walks to each other's places were in strollers and, and front packs and backpacks and baby dragging and everything. But now the girls are like, 
I'll just go over to Alex's. They did it when I was doing the podcast last week. I just sent them over. Yeah. And that's a whole new phase of motherhood. But then I'm also getting the like arguing with each other and wanting to rip each other's heads off all day long in the summer. So I don't, I just texted you. I don't think I'm going to survive Rosie. (laughs) Anyways. But it is nice to be able to send that SOS. I've always sent that to you too. Like, I will like, let's do something because my kids are fighting so much. And then either we come out, you're like, come on over. Or you're like, we'll walk over. We need to get out too. Like, I don't think I've said this before too, but I don't think I could be a stay at home mom here without you or mom and dad so close. Like maybe if we lived in town, I could, because we have other things, but out here it's just been so nice. Um, to even just spend an hour at each other's Mm -hmm. house or have the excuse to walk over and just, even if we never even come in your house. Right. It's just Just an activity Yeah, because you, the, like Edie and Rosie wanted to go to the pool today and it's a whole day and whole day Mm -hmm. it would take to get them to the pool. And I have work to do still. And I have, well, we have another trip coming because we're coming up on the 4th of July and that's just prime time summer. And we're going to be doing bringing our kids to do the childhood thing that we did, which is go to Minnesota to grandma and grandpa's lake cabin and (laughs) 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 who dropped an ice cream bowl. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, and it's a whole nother. uh, Okay. Yes. My name's Amy. Bye girls. Oh my gosh. Packing them up. So, oh, well, I'm unpacking the camper and thinking about what to pack for that trip where we'll be around family and and around the lake. Hey, girls, shut the door, please. Oh, my gosh. This is brutal. But I was thinking about our summers as kids, which we've talked about before. But sometimes when you're on this place, I just need to ask you because there's some sense that hit your nostrils and scent is so powerful to trigger memory. Yep. But the sweet clover's out now. Yeah. And yep. for me, when I smell the sweet clover, I think of course of hayfield and dad cutting hay, but also with our cousins being over at grandma's when she was alive, you're still pretty little, but we would make like soup out of the little oh, petals on yep. the sweet clover. And then also like roll down the hill or slide down the hill in a cardboard box. And my legs just immediately like start itching because we never, you know, we wear shorts for like three days out of the year. Yeah. Biker shorts and our fanny packs and then <laughs> running through uh, the tall grass on the ranch. It just like immediately brings me to that moment. Does yeah. it bring you, are there things like the smells on this place or the sights and sounds that bring you back? Sweaty horses, mm. fly spray. I think of oh, that. Oh, does that remind like, you of... Sorry. No, but 4-H yep. and washing the horses. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And just like that smell, you know, when you lift the saddle up, that mm-hmm. smell brings me back to things. I don't see that like smell that a lot out here, but that is a smell I always will think yeah. of like summer. Um, I, the other day though, it's funny that you mentioned the sweet clover cause I didn't even think that that's what it was. And I, I think we were pulling into dad's yard and I was like, it smelled, I was like, what is that smell? Cause I couldn't see the lilacs, you know, they're gone, Yeah. but that's what it was. Cause it's, was it's so, so strong. Yeah. The flowers here are just insane. A lot of wildflowers. Yeah. Yeah. This, and I spent oh, so much of my summer and if you would help me too, that one summer I was collecting every wildflower that I could possibly find. Yeah. I find. remember that. 
and then press it and try to identify it before Google. So I yeah. was like a little, who knows? I probably got them all wrong, but I had like one I'm wildflower sure book. Yeah. <laughs> but there's so much of that. But there, this is just a magical time in their, these kids' lives. And I just keep thinking about it. And, you know, it's so fleeting. And the idea that they have... Well, the other thing that's cool about this, and I wanted to mention it because that's what this week's column is basically another reflection on kind of finding yourself in a milestone. And for me, in the milestone in motherhood with my daughters, where they're just a little bit more independent and experiencing. Yeah. Now they're in a place where they would have a memory. You know, they could look back Edie easily and say, I remember that. Yeah. I remember taking the Jeep, the little battery powered mm -hmm. Jeep that we got that's 20 years old, driving it over to yeah. your house. And they'll remember the bike crash and they'll remember. But uh, our dad, what had he was a tiny baby in this particular spot where our house is on the ranch and when he was little. And then he had cousins that lived over the hill exactly where mm -hmm. you are. So he has similar memories of being a little kid and walking over to his yep. aunt and uncles and through the homestead place where his grandpa lived. And he has a memory that I'm sure obviously he tells better, but where he was sent over to his grandpa Eddie's to get, what was it? He donuts? Was, yeah. It was, he had to bring donuts over there or something. Yeah. Right? Or vice, whatever. Yeah. And he is a little kid, probably like Rosie's age, just was swinging that bag of donuts, swinging it, swinging it, swinging it. By the time it got over there, it was all crumbs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> There's like no donut left, just a bag of crumbs. It's like you think, oh, they're so mature, but then they can do these things out here. They're so capable. And then, yeah, they're still only like four and six and five. And <laughs> they're, um, but uh, so much of my memories out at the ranch as that age are tied to cousins. And so they're just so lucky that they, they have each other and um, plans. When you talk about like parenting milestones, I will tell you, I had a moment when I took them to the pool Aww. where I was like, okay, we're at like the easier stage now because mm -hmm. they both can be in like their little life jackets. I don't have to hold on to one. Yeah. And then they were in the kiddie pool and I was sitting on the edge like I used to dream of being <laughs> able to do and just like throwing in the sticks and, like, and they were just, just ca catching, catching them, like going after puppies. them. And I was like relaxing. Yeah. It's like, man, the pool has not been relaxing for me in four years. No. It's no. always been just almost like a nightmare mm -hmm. that you just do because you have to be in there with them. And they were work. happy and they loved it and they were just good. It was it was a parenting milestone. Yeah, that I will is. say when it they was, can independently like jump in the pool. Yeah, you don't have to be. You know, I mean, I was in the pool with them, but I wasn't holding on to anybody, which was very nice. So that was a big deal for us. Our first town pool day. Yeah, I know. I was jealous because I had to. Um, I had to pack. pack. I mm -hmm. packed all day on, uh, was it a Thursday? No, I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday trying to get it together. And the kids knew that I was busy and uh, yeah, we could, we would have loved to go to the pool. We haven't done that yet well, this year. I think that's kind of the other part about like being out here and you've said it before is like being out here. You don't even really want to leave. Like you mm -hmm. don't want to have to go on trips because you miss out on all the stuff right. out here. There's so it's much. Hard. So you kind of have tackled motherhood of these, this age group because you're Alex, you're a teacher. So Alex has a Instagram that she started, I don't know, like three or four months ago where yeah. you, I guess I'll try to describe it and then you can fix how I okay. describe it. <laughs> um, but basically you're always trying different activities with them. A lot of art projects, a lot of like 
different sensory activities and you're looking on Pinterest all the time and you just decided, well, I'm going to try it for you basically. Well, and I kept like wanting to share it, but I felt like people on my normal Instagram was like, oh my God, we get it. You have kids and you do activities. (laughs) And I just like, didn't want to be annoying. So I was like, maybe I'll just start my own and people who want to see it can. Well, and and it's been a really fun project because kind of motivating. <laughs> I should have pro- I should have planned a project for them to do today, but I didn't. They're all well, they're currently trying to get all five kittens back outside. But so I think it's a great idea because you know, when, especially that age, you're looking for things to keep them occupied even for like 10 minutes. Yeah, it's worth it if it's 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. It's even yeah, and sometimes you start a project, you get all of the things out mm-hmm. and you think it's going to be so engaging for them and it's like a total flop and a total disaster. So I like the idea that you will do the project, give the supplies, show us in video what it looks like. And then if it's worth it or not, even do it. Well, that was like, I think that's what inspired me is like, number one, all these Instagrams are like perfect. So I think my last video that was actually like a lot of people saw Ada had had a bloody nose earlier that day and there was blood like all over her sleeve and I didn't recognize it until I had the video, like the real all made. And I was like, well, it's real life. Like yeah. she has a giant stain on her. I'm not going to try to hide that. Well, and also I was seeing people who are like doing these elaborate, like drawing these art things. And I didn't want to like, Oh, and I'd look at that. I'd think, well, who has time for that? Your kid's going to do it like literally for five minutes. And right. it took you 20 minutes to make. Right. So I'm all about trying to find quick and easy things that you already have. Right. Well, and one of the genius things that you have right outside your front door that is also a nostalgic childhood yeah. thing for us is you literally built your house in front of a little butte, a yep. clay butte. And so when it's been rainy, they just walk out your front door with some pots and pans and and spoons and they are making mud pies. Yeah. And you said Emma, the two-year-old, she just makes mud pies for all life. day. But I want, let me tell you something funny, which this is motherhood is that when I was gone, my husband, I've been asking him to make like this kind of mud kitchen out of pallets, which just basically, so it's not on my patio furniture, right? Oh, cause yeah, they've been yeah. making mud pies on your patio so furniture for the summer. He made it. And I have not seen them play with it yet. So like the mud hole, mud thing is like, they don't want it if it's in a contained area. Like I think if I was like, here, do it on the patio furniture again, they'd be all over it. So that's kind of funny. Like, (laughs) I mean, of course. It's like, you're going to make this adorable little pallet mud kitchen and they're going to have a little, you know, paint little flowers on it, make it look so Instagrammable. And then it's like, well, they don't give a crap about it. They want to just be. (laughs) Yeah. I actually haven't even put that one on there. I should. And it, it's not very cute. We spray painted it like all the different colors. It's very redneck, but <laughs> I thought at least it would keep the stuff contained to make our yard look less redneck. But yeah. is it less redneck than having mud all over your patio? I don't know. That was pretty redneck. <laughs> it is less redneck than that. <laughs> but you do what you have to do, man. Yeah. And sometimes I get down on myself, like especially right now, because I'm just frazzled. I mean, I'm doing music in the summer. I'm doing events for um, our arts foundation in the summer trying to do all the things with the kids and then the house is a disaster it's an absolute disaster and then I think about that little poem or whatever people say to you like there will be time in our lives that we will have a clean house yeah and and time miss Mm -hmm. having this like literally laundry stacked up to the ceiling right now and god knows what's on my floor and and we sent them all into Edie's room with ice cream bowls. So I'm sure we'll have ice cream stuck somewhere. So it is uh, something to keep in focus. And I think that's what I was 
you know, kind of reminiscing about or trying to mill over is that in this column this week is, hey, just a little snapshot, that little tiny memory, that little milestone. But there's a lot uh, in there that, and next year there'll be seven and five. And that's a totally different thing. So I'm already noticing like Edie wanting to play a little bit more, Mm -hmm. like older, um, than the little girls and stuff. Yeah. So. Well, even, I mean, going back to that, with these projects I do, when I started them with Ada, she'd have, want me to do all the stuff like you paint it, or mm-hmm. I'd have to show her how to do it. And just when we were doing the other one, she just did the whole thing. She painted it all. Like her creativity is like coming so far, Yeah. which is another like milestone. I'm like, okay, like you have that confidence. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool that you're getting that. Yeah. So well, and you're such a good, and next year it'll be different. <laughs> no, next year, well, and Emma will be all over the place and be older, and you can really relax at the pool. I know. I remember it being at the pool in town with the girls when they were little, and I have a friend who had older kids. She was tan. She's still tan and fit, fit as can be, hanging out of the pool with her, like, 10-year-olds, like, I never saw myself in that situation. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't think I'll ever be fit. tan and fit, but I might be hanging at the pool. I'm like breastfeeding a baby and like all in my maternity swimsuit and like sweating in my, yeah. And then she's like, oh, hi, how are you doing? And their kids are like beautifully splashing around yeah. in the pool. Not there yet, sister. Not there yet. I have, um, I saw a funny meme on Facebook. It was like, everyone just ignore my beach body this year because I thought we were all going to die for three years. So I've been snacking. What's the point? (laughs) I've been snacking quite a bit. So, well, I was laughing because mom sent the text. We share, um, when we go to 4th of July, all of our family on mom's side is in Minnesota. They, They all come. We gather at grandma and grandpa's lake cabin. Um, and then we have, well, our family winds up renting a house because we just keep expanding and growing. When we were little kids, everyone would stay in that little cabin. Everyone was squished. Um, it was hot, mosquito-y, but so much fun. Now we have extended family and we have to kind of sleep in different places, but everyone takes a night, uh, every family, her sisters, she has three sisters, everyone's family takes a night of food. So she doled out what I need, what we needed to make. And it was like, I will make the beans, you will make the salad, and Lindsay will bring the fruit. <laughs> like, oh, I wish I didn't, didn't have to make the beans. Can I, bring, can I bring a paper plate? Although those aren't hard, but I should have. I wonder if I have any in the freezer, maybe from last branding. <laughs> yeah, I might have some in my freezer still, so I could send them over to you. Yeah, I jumped on the BLT salad that way. That's... I have to make some bacon. Yeah, but that's kind of a complicated one. I hate making salads. It's bacon and you have lettuce. To cut stuff and tomatoes and cheese. Oh, you don't have to cut very much. Just Is there tomatoes. noodles in there? Oh nope. no, it's a lettuce mm-hmm. salad. Oh, I could do that. Yeah, I'm growing some sweet lettuce in my garden. We are trying to. My garden okay. is growing. Is it? Mm-hmm. My so, cucumbers look good. Do they? So Alex's husband is trying this whole. Um, really going everywhere today with this I know podcast, why not <laughs> I have no idea where I am or what what's happening but I just put my garden in like traditionally but the snow-till gardening is really a thing mm-hmm. but we, you have such poor soil over we live there. on a clay yeah literally. we're just on clay yeah. yeah so yeah we didn't we just dug it up and planted some seeds with some 
compost yeah. and I kind of wished for the best and at least we'll for sure have our beans are good. Our cucumbers are good. I see some corn. Okay. I see a little bit of lettuce. I don't think we'll get watermelon. Oh. And our peas did not survive. Your peas didn't? My beans are coming yeah. up poorly, but everything else looks pretty good. My pumpkins are looking good. Oh, that'll be fun. We didn't do pumpkins. We'll probably oh, get like... Carrots don't look good either. Literally three pumpkins out of those two little plants because our growing season is so... Yeah. I, if they don't... I don't know. I don't know much about pumpkins. I think you have to cover them. But I was laughing because of the gardening. You know, dad has his garden. We helped him put it in. His beans didn't come up at all. <laughs> well, I planted his his cucumbers and I was panicking because he loves cucumbers. They and weren't he said coming they up weren't, Yeah, they weren't like, coming are up. are we sabotaging his garden? Maybe you're secretly sabotaging. Because like, he walked by Travis's garden and said, that's never going to work. Yeah. So he, there's a little like competition happening. Well, I sent him a picture when I saw him. I said, look what I found. And he goes, I put them there last night. <laughs> <laughs> he said he put the plants there yeah. to make you feel better. Well, and there's, yeah, that no-till. It was, it's like basically like old straw hay. Yep. Straw and hay that you put over the top of the garden and then, yeah. Yeah, we like shoveled it up, not Did me you have and my some husband. Fertilizer? No, nope, we didn't use anything. We used our compost and then oh, we used compost. hay from the hay yard and put it over it. Yeah. That, and then I'm, it's just clay, um, just clay that soil. Should feel, but. That should work. I really need to get some mulch in mine because the weeds are out of control. But last night, I must have been thinking about gardening because I dreamed I picked like 40 jalapenos oh. from my plant. But then I was like, and I hate jalapenos. <laughs> I only grow jalapenos. <laughs> But when we get back from the 4th of July, well, our gardens will be... Yeah, it's always fun to see what it looks like when you come back. Yeah, so Uncle Wade is going to take care of the place. The bottle babies are basically off the bottle now. I don't know. Um, They've been taken care of while we were gone. Yeah, we just gave them one bottle a day like you've been doing. Oh, you did? Yeah. So I think that we're going to wean them off of that. And then... Yeah, we're going to try to get the girls, my girls, in their first little summer rodeo. So everyone send prayers this way. Was was our horses. I've never been to town, really. So that's the only thing that I'm worried about is all those other kids and those horses. And you bring them to town for the first time and anything can happen. So we'll see. We won't be winning any buckles. but Might be a dollar. Might be a dollar. Um, for 18th place. I'm just going to tell you, this podcast probably depicts our conversations <laughs> the best because we never finish a thought. We go every single place. We're interrupted 600 times. Yeah. So if you want to look into your life, oh my gosh, this that is would true. be it. Just don't edit it. <laughs> <laughs> People be, you will be driving around. What the hell am I listening to? What is happening over there? Yeah, this is. Yeah, and Chad's going to be MIA almost all week because he's building a deck and he's trying to get it done. We're sitting at my table with my work stuff. We have ice cream, ice cream bowls out, hand sanitizer, nail polish remover, a Barbie outfit, jewelry, mm-hmm. Campo Fanique. Oh my gosh, Dad. Yeah. Okay. I have anyone ever seen the what is the wedding? My big fat Greek wedding. Have you remember that movie? Yeah. The dad on the movie puts Windex on everything. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yep. That is our dad with Campofanique. Yep. yep. You have an ailment? Campofanique. Break your arm off? He's going to put yep. Campofanique on He used on to make it. me put that in my mouth. <laughs> like I would have like a cold sore. Campofanique. <laughs> no. So I don't even know if it's edible, but it was bed in my mouth. <laughs> you would just, just, here's a cold sore. Yeah. So mom had, oh, here, I'm going to look at this and see if he was poisoning you. Um. Mom had two bug bug bites really bad, like spider bites on her back. 
And dad was driving with me to a music thing at Fargo. And randomly he goes, um, he goes, will you text your mom and see if Campofinique worked for her? <laughs> bug bites? He, oh, it says animal bites on here. Oh, no. Ask a doctor before you use them. You have animal bites. Animal bites? Like that's, I guess that's like not an insight. bite. Oh, it says cold sores, but that's not the same as canker Canker sores. sores External use only. Yeah, Gene Beater, putting it in your mouth. I bet that tasted terrible. It was tasted horrible, but he said it would help. (laughs) I swear he's had the same little bottle of Campofinique since 1983. So my girls go over to his place with bug bites, and he's like, I have something for you. And then, then he was like, you got it. You put it on Edie's legs and arms, and then he's like, "Got any more? I can put it on. Got any more?" <laughs> he's obsessed about Campofinique. <laughs> so Campofinique, if you want to sponsor the podcast, we'll have Dad do a little ad for it. Yeah, because <laughs> we, I wound up buying some because he's like, it works on everything. It works Although on everything. he probably hasn't bought a lot because I think that bottle's still like the, yeah. the label's like sliding off yeah. from it being so old. So old, but you just need a dab. You just need a dab. You just need a dab in your mouth. <laughs> Don't use it for your mouth well don't don't try not to swallow it but it'll be fine children of the 90s i survived (laughs) 80s and 90s all the things that we used to do oh my gosh that we could never do with our kids i was just i should say this but i was talking about this at the songwriting work the songwriting event i was at with some of some of the songwriters my age and we i always get nostalgic on the stage and especially with the music and telling stories and i don't we got to talking about car seats and buckling kids in and whatever but back in the day I remember being in the gooseneck part of oh, a trailer yeah. mm-hmm. have I talked about this on here yet I can't remember if we did or not have the been first arrested? time <laughs> yeah I guess the yeah, statue of limitations are up on my parents yeah but like yeah, we used to ride in there. Ride in the gooseneck. I would too. And, and I was younger than you. Yeah. And on the way to high school rodeo. Mm-hmm. Be up there with my friend. No um, cell phones. No cell phones across the state. So six hours across mm-hmm. to Fargo. If we had to go pee, yep, we would we just, just get down and pee in the plate where the horses <laughs> were. Yes. So we'd hauling horses and the kids and we loved it. It was uh-huh. amazing. Um, if we did that with the kids now, you would be in jail. You would go to jail. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So not, not safe. Not safe. But like a lot of fun. Well, and everyone did it. And so think no, about the smart thing for your parents. You get to drive all the way across state with no, no kids, kids in your car. No teenagers you have to talk to. Yeah. We had no other form of entertainment anyway. So we were just like riding back there. And then, oh, I know, because the lady was saying she would lay her kids down and like fold the seats down on the station wagon or whatever and just make like a whole bed around yeah. them. And she would drive overnight with her kids to get to oh. from Montana to North Dakota. Yep. And then Chad was commenting on how they would do that in their station wagon and you would just be like laying down and no one's buckled in. And now we have to strap these kids in and they are just like, we're victims of them being strapped <laughs> yes. in. At we least, all suffer. Oh, we all suffer for it. So yeah, we'll be taking but that long safe. road trip across the... And when last, one of the times when Edie was a little baby, when we went to to Minnesota, and that's about like a six, seven hour drive. She got hand, foot, and mouth on the oh. way home, and she just cried and cried and cried. <laughs> so that was ours last time. Travis and I looked at each other at Jamestown, and we just laughed because an they hour and a half, and they just cried and screamed. On your way there? On our way back. Oh, yeah. The back, way back is it rough. It was rough. Yeah. 
But I know. What do you do? I know. Well, and I'm sure like when we were little kids and grandma and grandpa had the lake cabin and we were young and didn't, you know, didn't have any money. So it's not like they were going to get us a hotel room and all of her sisters were in mm-hmm. that lake house with all of our little cousins. And I remember pitching a tent. Yep. The boys slept in the tent. We slept on the porch. Yep. The mosquitoes would just eat us alive. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> and the neighbors would ha- would be out having a bonfire and it was like you were basically in, in their, their yard, yard yeah. and they were partying and then they were blowing off fireworks like right by yeah. your head. And everyone got sick. That's the thing I remember oh, on 4th yeah. of July. Like we had strep one year. We had, I remember throwing up watermelon from the top of the <laughs> stairs one year. Oh so, no. <laughs> we're getting like my family's getting the karma from that because yeah. I had was sick two yeah. years ago. Emma was sick last year. Oh right. Yeah. So yeah. and if you I'm get keeping a flu, up tradition, thank God. I hope yeah. this doesn't happen this year. You get a flu, it goes through your house the household yep. pretty quickly when you're all like sardine packed in there. Yep. Yeah, that is um yeah, let's just pray that we don't have any watermelon pukes. <laughs> yeah. That was a memory. That's, That's... a poor summer memory I have. <laughs> Our grandpa Bill, my mom's dad, has that's their lake cabin in Minnesota. He has sailboat, has a sailboat. He's a sailing man, so we always have the sailboat up. Do you ever remember going on a sailboat ride with him? I do. Yep, yeah. I do. Did you like it? Nope. I hated I did it. Not, too. <laughs> um, I don't really like to even be in small fishing boats. No. It's not I'm a I'm a prairie person. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um so no, I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> do we want to talk about when the tornado came across oh, the like Sakakalia. And I was like trying to practice my anti-anxiety meditation on <laughs> your techniques. Yeah. It wasn't working. It by was the way. terrible. I think I've I think I've written about that before. But we never take the pontoon out. We were this was not this was like three years. Oh no, it was like I was pregnant with Edie. And then we invited a friend along like a new friend mm-hmm. with her little kid and her husband and it was a beautiful day lake sakakawea we we just put putted across the lake out of nowhere a giant storm b- was brewing and across the lake on sakakawea yeah. when it's calm is fine when it is rocky it is like the ocean well we were literally literally trying to outrun yeah. a tornado you could see it on the radar so by the end we weren't just across the lake we were like way far away yeah because we're trying to get away from it we were in williston yeah from tobacco gardens outside of watford city across to williston at london's landing i think and we wound up waiting the storm out there but alex you were underneath like the i was just like holding on for dear life on the ground because the waves were like coming way over the pond splashing in the pond like i was more scared than the one-year-old oh he had no idea what was going on but my friends were like laughing i think they're more adventurous i think they had been you know hiking and done some like in big mountains and done some more extreme things. We were like prairie people on a and pontoon. And it was a try to. <laughs> it was a try to. So I'm pretty sure I wasn't going to die, but it sure felt like it. Well, I will never forget. This is just a snapshot of like Chad's relationship with us two girls, my husband. <laughs> he is calm exterior. Totally calm. Doesn't have a reaction to anything. Yep. We have the radar up on the phone. You do in particular because you're like watching the sky and the radar. And Chad's has pontoon going and we can see the rain coming at us yeah coming out of the sky but we it's not hitting us but it's following us and there's a tornado warning like for where we are and we're literally out running it and you look at chad and 
And I think I said this, or you said this, like, are we going to be all right here? Are you, I'm like, are you going, what are you, are you going as fast as you can? Are we going to yeah. be all right here? Like we're panicking and he's just standing up looking yeah. like all stoic. Well, I'm going as fast as I can. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> There's like monsoon rains. I know. Like, why did we come to the lake with these friends that are new friends? They're never going to come with us again. They moved away, by the way, back to the mountains. <laughs> And then we had, we out waited, we waited the storm out and then had to go back across this choppy water. And like, I don't think I did the pontoon the rest of the summer. It was the tidal ch- waves. That was traumatic. It was tidal waves. It, it was, was. <laughs> it was going like our whole pontoon was just so. It could have been like, you felt like it was going to be submerged. Yeah. But that is why. Yeah. That's why I don't like sailing. Yeah. Because you have to tip and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were definitely born for the prairie. Yep. I can't even really do the mountains. Remember when we kayak? We took that. I don't know if we had kids or not. <laughs> no, we not got yet. We got to go kayak. We went kayaking at Lake Melissa, which is a tiny little yep. calm, calm lake, lake connected to another little light pond. Yep. Through a big culvert that goes tunnel. under the road, mm-hmm. so it's a big culvert. So we went in; it was just relaxing. Oh, calm. Lily pads everywhere. The frogs. And then on the way drink. back. <laughs> I couldn't get through the freaking culvert. So I was like... We're going against the current. Yes, against the, the current, back. which is not that strong, you wouldn't think, but it we could not get through. So finally... Well, you did. I was like, paddle hard. <laughs> paddle deep, Jesse. And, and I, I looked back and she's <laughs> ping-ponging between the, the culvert. I just kept, back I and forth. halfway there. And then she'd slingshot back. And I would fling, literally so sling So I back. pulled my kayak on the shore and literally like held on with one hand to the culvert while it like yeah. drugged me and had to grab your It was thing. like, what, it was like you're saving me. I was going to have to get out and walk home on the road a mile to just <laughs> I just will never forget your face just doing, 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 throughout. It would just shoot me back. And then I try again. Your, your life coaching me through yeah, the like, experience. You can do it. Just paddle really deep. Paddle really hard. No, you were not doing it. Noodle arm Jesse. And you're the athletic one in this relationship. Let's just be honest. And then the more I would do it, the weaker I would get because the yeah. more I would And then we laughing. were laughing. Oh, my gosh. Well, I would, there was a minute there where I was holding on to the culvert thinking like, God, I hope I don't drown. Here. Yeah, <laughs> trying to save my sister from the kayak. Yikes. Oh, that was a relaxing thing. Like, I don't think we went through that culvert again, have we? We did. Oh, we did. We did or I did with the nieces, I think. Okay. And then I tell that story every time. It hasn't been that because the water was really high. Oh, well, we shouldn't do it this year because the water is water's high? really okay, high. Okay, we'll save ourselves. <laughs> it is a nice little getaway, but yeah, we are not made for, built for extreme water sports. Nope. But that's summer and that's why we live landlocked as can yeah. be. Yeah. Also, I get super seasick. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to go on a party boat once in Mexico <laughs> and I like, give me a margarita. And then I took dra- like Canadian oh. Dramamine. Yep. And everyone was having so much fun, and I was literally drooling in the corner. Like, <laughs> Somebody prop her up. <laughs> I'm having fun on this party ball. <laughs> Didn't get sick, but I was half dead. So anyways, well, we're just in the middle of summer here. Oh, the girls, who knows what trouble they're getting into now because it's been quiet. Um, but we're going to... Uh, yeah, we're going to be packing up this week for 4th of July. Next week, I think I'll catch you up a little bit on uh, what's going on with the mu- my music life and get sit chat down and we can talk a little bit more about the trip to Montana because it was pretty incredible. Um, but we always love telling stories, whether it's music or just keeping you caught up at the ranch. We hope you have some fun things 
in store for you a 4th of July, whether it's just lighting fireworks off in your backyard or sparklers, because that's the only thing that mom would let us have. <laughs> We're also not a firework family. Not a firework family. Well, mom's mom and dad would bring them to Canada every year for 4th oh, of July because he hated the fireworks. Um, so maybe you're going to Canada for 4th of July. That's just fine too. Um, just hope you have some fun family time and do a little relaxing and enjoy the fleeting summer wherever you are. Um, yeah, that's all we got. Now we got to go check on the kids. Oh gosh, do some tie-dye. I have to, yeah, we're going to tie-dye. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I agreed. I was a bribe to get them to be quiet, which didn't work. Yep. Um, yeah, have a bomb pop. Oh yeah. Happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. <laughs> bye, love you, bye. It's officially summer, and my daughters have officially done the thing that I've sort of been waiting for for the past month or so. They've made the great escape over the hill to my little sister's place without mention to me. Yeah, by themselves. Don't worry, there are no major roadways between the two places. In fact, it's just a long driveway connected by a prairie trail that cuts across the homestead place and barnyard and into another long driveway. That's the beauty of country living. But it's a big deal for them to be able to do this alone. So much so that when they asked if they could go exploring in the trees by our house, I said yes, and then also said, specifically, just don't go over to Aunt Alex's. They went ahead and did it anyway. Because maybe they were feeling brave, and maybe they were feeling grown up in their jean shorts and tie-dye shirts, but mostly, if kids listen to their parents all the time, are they really even kids? I stepped outside and hollered for them with no answer back, and I had a hunch. My sister texted, your kids are over here in case you were wondering, and I was, sort of. I couldn't blame them, really. To have an aunt who gives out popsicles and two cousins your age who have different toys and a trampoline just over the hill, and now all of a sudden your little legs or the battery-operated plastic Jeep can get you there unaccompanied. Well, see you later, girls. I don't know how many times this summer I've said something like, I'm so glad they have each other, or watched them run full speed down our scoria road and had a flashback to my childhood out here alongside my cousins doing the very same thing. I can almost feel my knees being skinned and scraped on that very road and the sweet clover itching my bare legs as we took a cardboard box down a grassy hill. I swat at a mosquito and itch a bite, and I feel the curls spring out of my ponytail, unarmed against the humidity of a hot June day, and I might as well be four or six or eight again on our grandma's deck eating an orange push-up pop from the Schwann's man. I walked myself over the hill and found them hauling buckets of water to the little clay butte in front of my sister's house so they could make mud pies. And in her daughter's, I saw my sister standing three foot something with a permanent crusted tear on her cheek, band-aids up and down her arms from picking at mosquito bites and patches on her little overalls. Raising kids in a place that raised you will do that sometimes. In the crisp smell of a storm brewing on the horizon, or the wind blowing the sweet scent of fresh-cut hay to your door, the sprinkler whirring on your lawn and their happy screeches, a handful of sweet peas, the pop of a wild plum in your mouth. In the heat of summer, you are transported for a moment to a time when those things were all that mattered to you in the whole wide world. Those things and ice cream, maybe. 
My summers with my little sister used to be fort building in the trees by the creek, a tin can telephone, singing at the top of my lungs, running on cow trails, and her following close behind despite my protests. Summer for us out here was riding horses bareback and mixing mud and flower petals and leftover ice cream buckets and riding bikes and skinning those knees. It was a tire swing out over the banks of that creek and getting lost bringing lunch to dad in the field. And it was our bottle calf pooper and the way he would escape and chase us down the road to the house. But I was faster and she got the brunt of it. It was telling her about the elves that lived under the big mushrooms that grow out of cow poop and her believing me and me wanting to believe it myself. Because summer is magic, and it's easy to forget that in the reality of living in this adult-sized world. But the kids, with their sun-bleached hair and sticky cheeks and skin knees and small voices singing while they run full speed down the road in their sweet spot of childhood, the sweet spot of official summer, making their great escape, they remind you. And I'm so glad they do. And I'm so glad they have each other. Sometimes I don't know the difference between Summer and winter and the season of spring Sometimes I don't know how happy to be Because nothing's forever, baby Summer brings thistle and winter brings snow of all of the seasons, it's the last one to go It stays till the sun has a reason to show Cause nothing's forever, baby If you hold tight the water, it'll slip through your hands The same goes for wild birds and hourglass sands You can chase down the light Sun, but you will not catch it no matter how fast you run Of all the wild things no one can tame One thing remains, one thing still remains I climb to the hilltop and open my hands But nothing stares back but a dry piece of land Sometimes I am scared I won't know who I am Unless something's forever, baby I call to the river, I tell her my name She cuts through the valley, road in the banks She used to know me in a different way Nothing's forever, baby If you hold tight the water It'll slip through your hands The same goes for wild birds And hourglass sands You can chase down the light of The last setting sun But you will not catch it No matter how fast you run Of all the wild things No one can tame one thing remains, one thing still remains 
child of the wind You didn't have burdens like your daddy did You rode on broke horses and man how you Like nothing's forever, baby Now I see you have worries and lines round your eyes From a world made you smaller with all its goodbyes The earth just keeps spinning from day into night Singing nothing's forever, baby If you hold tight the water, it'll slip through your hands The same goes for robbers and hourglass sands You can chase down the light of the last setting sun But you will not catch it, no matter how fast you run For all the wild things no one can tame One thing remains, one thing still remains my love is forever, baby. Thank you for listening to this week's Stories from the Ranch. If you want more content, you can follow me on Instagram at jessevieter or Facebook at Vieter Ranch. If you want more information about my music, you want to download it or hear more, you can find that at jessevietermusic.com or anywhere where you listen to music. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.